Thanks, Tim. Good to be with you again. I have noted that line in that, that video, that commercial there. I'm a Democrat, but I won't bite you. My take on that is that you're one of those Democrats, one of those Southern Democrats, one of the kind I grew up with and remember. you, you got to remind folks from time to time you're not one of those crazy national Democrats we see on uh, all the national news. I, it, what's the point of that line? Am I pretty well summing it up there or am I overthinking this? I think you're doing a great job of summing it up, but I'll put it, I'll go even further, Tim. You know, the polarization in this country is so great that people na- almost naturally have a, a real suspicion about folks on, on the other side of the political divide or somebody think is on the other side of the political divide. And I think it's important for folks to remember that our two parties worked best in our system when our two parties were each uh, kind of diverse. They may have been kind of similar on the outside, but they were diverse on the inside, and Frankly, that's what's needed. If you're going to have something uh, like a two-party system, you've got to have uh, moderate Republicans and conservative Democrats. Or whenever one party is in, as opposed to the other, there's going to be a wild political swing from the left to the right or, or vice versa. And that's not good for our politics. Our system of checks and balances, which was designed to try and keep parties down, really does not work in that kind of atmosphere. It's designed really basically to try and discourage parties. But we seem to have seen um, you seem to have called a bluff and raised them in this day and age and i think you need to shine a light on that problem and say look i'm the kind of democrat that works with republicans i'm a sound non-democrat he may not be everybody's you know first choice of the democrat these days but he's looking pretty good by my life <laughs> compared to the kind of folks that are working things today so that's i think an important thing to address right up front that whoever's going to be in this office needs to be someone who can work across party lines and i've I've done that literally all of my public life. I'm John Barrow versus Republican Brad Raffensperger, the early voting that continues today, the runoff itself, on Tuesday of next week. Uh, Democrat candidate for Governor Stacey Abrams, of course, filing a lawsuit challenging the way we run elections in Georgia. You would be uh, the person who would oversee those elections as a Secretary of State. She says, Stacey Abrams says, and you, you can speak for yourself here, but she says the election she just lost was not a fair and free election. Is she right? Is she close? Close to being right. The thing I think we can say with confidence is that there are a lot of little problems, a lot of ambiguities, a lot of play in the joints in our elections, which are things we have been able to tolerate without much, uh, without much resentment in Georgia, as long as our elections have been one-party blowouts. But when elections are close, little things mean a lot, and uh, those are the kinds of things I think we need to fix. So from from now on, for every close election in Georgia, we're going to be having one or two week uh, periods of suspense while we're running down provisional ballots, trying to find out what happened to people, whether or not people were turned away with or without a provision. That kind of post-election uh, running down of the of the last vote to the last thousand uh, decimal point is going to be a common feature. If we fix our elections, they'll address these problems. I think these problems are small in the scheme of things, but they're not small if it happens to you. And they're not small if they happen to your team, whichever team you may be siding up with. So I think it's important to fix those problems. My opponent won't even acknowledge that these problems exist. Now, let's talk about what problems. Give me some specifics. What problems? Sure, sure, the exact match problem. The fact that we give uh, driver's licenses to people and we require them to show proof of citizenship so they'll get a license that says they're either a citizen or not a citizen. And that's highly regulated. The federal government required states to do that. I voted for the legislation to require states to do that because it was a main vulnerability in our, in our nation at the time of the 9-11 uh, tragedy. 
states were handing out driver's licenses on request like candy. And that's how the 9-11 terrorists were able to pass themselves off as citizens while they were training uh, in our facilities and our schools basically to, to use our infrastructure against us. So these IDs that we're handing out nowadays, you've got to prove who you are to get one, and you've got to prove whether you're a citizen or not. GDS is the, is the agency of state government that is responsible for carrying out that mandate, but their information doesn't go over to the Secretary of State's office automatically. And that's how it is when someone applies uh, to, to register to vote, uh, that sometimes the Secretary of State's office gets it wrong. Sometimes there's, a, there's a, 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 a minor, inconsequential difference between what DDS has got right and what the Secretary of State's got right. That left 53,000 people in a state of legal limbo at the time the Secretary of State's office was required by law to declare that they're either registered to vote or not registered to vote. They just passed the book. To 159 different jurisdictions and to 23,000 poll managers, and that's not that's not that's not right. That's just the, that's just the problem right there with, with our um, identification uh, process. We're not matching up the, the records where it's right with where with where folks need to use it in order to be able to vote. Another problem is with this purge business, where we're purging people who've moved and who died. All right, we're also purging people from the rolls who haven't moved and haven't died and haven't gotten any notice. Uh, that they're about to get kicked off. And now that's a problem. That leaves an untold number of people in a state of uncertainty, and it leaves a significant number of people totally misled as to what their status was. Over in Richmond County, for example, uh, 2% of the voters who showed up to vote on Election Day uh, were previously registered to vote. These are honest citizens who simply hadn't voted in seven years. In other words, they only vote in presidential elections, and this is the first midterm they've ever voted in. They showed up to vote, and they found out they'd been purged, but they hadn't gotten the notice to tell them that they, that they were on the edge. That kind of stuff happens to enough people, and you begin to wonder whether or not it affects the outcome. What I know is this. We can't afford to have this much sloppiness, this much play in the joints, if we're going to have close elections, because whoever loses is going to have a legitimate complaint. When elections are close, little things mean a lot. I think we need to fix these problems. And if we don't fix them, every close election is going to end up like Florida. Uh, John Barrow, candidate for Secretary of State. What about the voting machines themselves? What what would be, if you got to choose, if you got to have and build the ideal machine, what would it be? First off, uh, we have the, you're right about the machines. There's another whole area that nobody can nobody can focus on in the context of these errors that we know about. It's, it's impossible to tell what kind of these machines have been messed with. But here's something that folks can see with their own eyes. These machines are breaking down in front of us. They're so old and broken down that whether or not they can be hacked, everybody can see. Uh, that they're not, they're not, <laughs> they're long in the tooth is what they are. What I would do is I would survey the best practices in, in other states in the country. You know, our federal system is, a, is really a, a great laboratory for democracy. They're doing things in different ways in different states. What I wouldn't do is I wouldn't just automatically and reflexively turn to the vendors that sold us this kind of stuff 16 years ago and say, give us your newest and most expensive model for doing the same thing. What I would do is I would look at what they're doing elsewhere, and I'm confident that if we did, we would probably opt for what 80% of the country's got right now, and that's hand-marked paper ballots and new and improved optical scanners, not the kind they're using down in Florida, which are older than our, than our DRE machines, but the kind of scanners that can give you uh, a quick but unofficial count of a written ballot that can be counted by hand and, if necessary, recounted. Uh, these new and improved optical scanners will 
give voters much of the benefits we get from current machines. They will prevent you from casting an overvote and having your ballot you know, spoiled because you voted too many times in the same election by mistake or because you voted in, a, in the wrong way and created an ambiguity as to whether or not you meant to vote for somebody or against somebody. These new machines will screen those things before they're cast and get it back to you if there's a problem so you can fix it. That's the best way to marry the old and the new so that we have ballots that, that voters can actually see and that election officials can actually see in the case of a canvas, while at the same time trying to avoid the kind of mistakes that old-fashioned paper ballot voting was prone to. John Barrow, candidate, Secretary of State, running as a Democrat, Republican Brad Raffensperger. The election Tuesday of next week, the early voting today, tomorrow, and Friday wraps up in Athens and around the state. John Barrow, best of luck on the campaign trail. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Tim. Good to be with you. Brad Raffensperger joining us now. Mr. Raffensperger, thanks for your time this morning. Well, Tim, thank you for taking me your schedule. You have a busy day today. I've uh, been a very busy day thus far, but happy to happy to have you on and talk about the campaign. Let's talk about what John Barrow's talking about there. He says, listen, uh, it's one thing to have problems with elections when one candidate's beating the other by half a million votes. When it gets close, as it did in the case of Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams and some of these other elections, yours included, when it gets close, these votes matter more and the problems are magnified. Now, that that's logic. It's hard to disagree agree with that logic. The question becomes, what do you do about it? What does Brad Raffensperger propose that we do about it? Well, Tim, there's a lot of things. Uh, uh, first of all, we need to update the voting machines. Those machines were put into service in 2002, and they're now 16 years old. And I've been saying since day one, since I've been running all across Georgia, that we need to update that with a verifiable paper audit trail. But there's where John Barrow and I start you know, splitting on the highway. John Barrow says he wants to go to the gold standard. And then he tells us what his gold standard is, and guess what it is? It's a hand-marked paper ballot, and guess what? That's what they just used in Florida. And he wants to make Georgia the laughing stock of the nation. No, Florida can be the laughing stock if that's what they choose to do. But we do not need hand-marked paper ballots. We need something with electronic marking, and then we need it to be optically scanned, and then we need to go into the ballot box. And we may need to make sure that ballot never changes once it leaves the voter's hands. That's probably job number one in voter security. Well, uh, let me, and not to speak for John Barrow, he can certainly speak for himself, but when we had him on early this morning, he said, listen, I don't want to be Florida. He said he, he advocated, yes, the return to the paper ballots, the hand-marked paper ballots, but he said upgrade, I get the most modern optical scans out there, which he says is something Florida doesn't do, which I suppose is why we're all laughing at Florida, or at least a couple of counties in Florida, just to clarify what John Barrow is saying there. Well, hand-marked paper ballots are not as secure as electronic marking. And so we need to move Georgia forward, not backwards. You know, we used to use handmade paper ballots 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 100 years ago. We now have technology that can give us the security that we need, and I think we need to continue to press forward. And there's seven different systems used, and I don't want to have uh, us going backwards with a handmarked paper ballot, and we would still have an optical scanner, because mostly of the seven systems, most people are all using optical scan systems. So... Uh, but the key part is hand-marked paper ballots can be modified once they leave the voters' hands. When you put that on there with electronic marking, with ink marking by electronic means, it can't be changed. And that gives you that belt and suspenders, that security that you know that your ballot's not to change. At the end of the day, people want to know that what they voted for, left or right or down the middle, that it has not been changed. And that's what I'm all about, making sure we have 
very fair and accurate elections. All right, uh, Brad Raffensperger, Republican candidate, Secretary of State. A couple of other issues uh, related to the elections themselves. Uh, one of the things John Barrow talked about, Stacey Abrams is out there screaming about uh, this exact match law. Now, let's point out it's been a law for a, a number of decades now, for a number of years now, but it's under scrutiny again with the most recent election there. Uh, some say the Democrats are suggesting that it's being inappropriately applied. What do you say and what should be ideally, what should we be doing with this? Well, first of all, uh, I find it highly ironic that the exact match was passed back in 1997 and 1998 when the Democrats ruled all three branches of the Legislative Assembly, the House, the Senate, and the Governor. So it's their bill that they're complaining about. But here's the, the thing that we need to also keep in mind, that we can still make sure that we're making sure those are the correct on matching systems. But that's also because one thing that we can do is why don't we update that we could do some texting. We could also do some emailing. So we can reach out to those voters, not just through sending out a notice to them. And there's a way of, of connecting the voters to get information. Because it is, people don't realize that 10 to 15 percent of all Georgians move every year. And so if we don't update our voter rolls, just imagine what your list would look like in four years. Imagine what it looked like in six years. Well, John Merrill says he not take anyone off the voter roll. Well, if some haven't voted for eight years, 12 years, perhaps they moved out of the state. And the beautiful thing about America is we have free mobility. You can move and live wherever you want to. And we never asked for a permission slip to move out of Georgia. And so that can happen also. And just because someone moves out of state, we won't necessarily find out about that from the Department of Drivers Services from another state unless we have a reciprocal agreement. We have some reciprocal we don't have today. And so that's why we do that, to make sure that our uh, voter list is active and up-to-date. Brad Raffensperger, Republican candidate for Secretary of State, just to, again, give you an opportunity to respond to some of the points that John Barrow raised when we spoke with him earlier this morning. He says, listen, we need to update Georgia's photo ID law. He spoke to any number of, of loopholes and problems with that. What say you? Well, when John Barrow says that we need to update the photo ID law, uh, him... That's almost laughable, because in 2006, when he was a congressman, he voted against the 2006 Federal Election Integrity Act of 2006, and the keystone of that that bill, the cornerstone of that bill, was photo ID. And he was photo ID. He down. He and he was down there on November 30, 2011, with 196 other Democrats, and what they said they opposed was identification requirements. And I'm reading the letter right now. It's in my hands. I wish, uh, you know, we're on television. I'd give you a copy, but, you know, we're a couple hundred miles away from you right now, probably. But he has always opposing photo ID. And he knows that he's getting pounded about it because the majority of common-sense Democrats and the majority of common-sense Republicans all say, that's a good idea, photo ID. And John Barrow's against it. He, he is also in, in different places. And the man actually said, I'll be whatever you want me to be just to get elected. And that's a politician. I'm an elected public servant, and I think people are sick and tired of people like that. That's why people voted for me on city council. That's why they voted for me on state house, because I want to do what is best for the people of Georgia, not just for today, but for 20 years down the road, long, you know, 40 years long after I'm gone. 
Brad Raffensperger, Republican candidate, Secretary of State, early voting today, tomorrow, Friday, Election Day itself, runoff Election Day itself, Tuesday of next week. Brad Raffensperger, best of luck on the campaign trail. Merry Christmas, I should mention, and thanks oh, for joining Merry us Christmas. this morning. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks, Tim.